This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas episode. Oh my favorite The double Christmas episode. It's perfect. I was just wanted to let everyone know um contrary to our last episode what we said we actually did get steven something for Christmas. We really did. Georgia went downstairs and then remembered that we were so such good friends. Yeah. So kindly and grateful for yeah. Stephen's presence. Yeah. That we picked him up a little something at Ozark Land, which was a wonderful place that we stopped in between St. Louis and Kansas City. It's someone call it a rest a resting stop. Some call they do call it a resting stop in the in the deep south. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's fudge. There's uh there's, there's wind chimes. Wind chimes. There's um like prank things what do they call them yeah like a goose electric gum or whatever yeah, you got which, yeah. yeah goose goofs oh goofs, goofs. I say goose eggs there's moccasins which i bought and i'm not totally sure is i'm still not 100 percent sure is not uh cultural appropriation but i think I'm, it 100 percent is it is right it is but I feel like that moccasins are sold by Native Americans or indigenous people. Are we people. sure about that? Aren't, aren't, no, I'm, of, why would I ever fucking say that? <laughs> why would I say that? Here's what they also had at Ozark Land. Okay. A firework that is a chicken mm-hmm. that shoots a firework egg out of its ass. Listen. My favorite thing look. When has anything been better than that? No, it's simply the best. But then, oh, I'll tell you when something has been better than that. When we stumbled down the mm-hmm. jewel- wooden jewelry box aisle, uh-huh. um, trying to pick uh, gifts, and then Georgia spotted probably the greatest gift ever made that we had to buy for Steven, which was... Do you want to describe it, Stephen? It's your gift. I mean, it's nothing short of a majestic creation scene of dinosaurs, and (laughs) there's a sunset, and it's it's gorgeous. It's like a lockbox for your keepsakes. Yes, my dinosaurs pot, pot. crystals pot. It's a wooden pot box with dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. but but not like carved in. It's not like wood wood burning tool thing. It's just a picture of dinosaurs like near a lake. It's a beautiful mural. Yeah, it's a mural. And we filled it with bath salts. That's right. So you can snort them and go insane. There you Thank go. You. You're welcome. Merry so Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oops, sorry, Elvis. Elvis, it's okay. I'm just screaming. Well, this today's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're about to give you some Christmas mini-sode hometowns. These are your stories that you send us. These are stories of murder, mayhem, and of course, Christmas. And mer- and merrymaking. And merrymaking. Mayhem. Ma- and 
Methuselah, mm-hmm. the great character from the Bible, one mm-hmm. of my favorites, <laughs> and also murder. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Of course. This, the subject line is, I lived in a haunted as fuck, completely preserved house from the 60s. Yes. Hello. Please. That's a Merry Christmas to me and you. Yay. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and company. Nice. Perfect. I know that you did hidden things last week, but I thought maybe this was... Uh, bigger than quote in the walls my ex-wife's family lived in a tiny town called west point virginia two stoplights 10 churches and a paper mill jesus uh <laughs> jesus and fart smells was in parentheses after <laughs> oh that. my god so i had good. one of those things right yeah you did <laughs> psychic yeah yeah before we met her parents lived in the only apartment building in town and across the street was the oldest house in town it was a converted schoolhouse that was expanded upon in the 50s maybe amazing uh the old lady that lived there ended up going nuts yay yes this is actually a pun she was taken away because she was talking to squirrels in the attic oh, <laughs> i do that am i crazy i have yelled at the squirrel <laughs> i told you about the squirrel that goes across the telephone wire in my backyard every your dogs every morning at 7 30 no the on so we have a whole system where it's like I say to George, I'm going to let you out, but you cannot bark. Yeah. And she looks at me like, got it. And then we go out there and that <laughs> she every time she's like, but this time I'm not going to. She's like, I've learned. I saw how mad you got last time. Yeah, I won't do it. And this squirrel comes out and it's like, where are you going? Why is it at the same time every morning? Are you on your it's way to work? Groundhog's Day for this poor squirrel. It is. He has this shitty job. All right. OK. OK. So do do do. Well, when she got taken away, the house went up for auction as is. As, as is. is. Oh, my God. All the furniture and all her clothes and all the things. And as is, baby. I want it. I want it. Uh, my ex's family bought it and carried everything they owned across the street. That's amazing. Being a poorish family, that wasn't much. And like I said, the house was left as is. My mother-in-law was a little nuts herself and decided <laughs> she liked the way the old lady decorated it Yay. and left nearly everything. Yay! Yes. By the time I moved in, the things that we left included everything on the walls, knickknacks and cabinets, the entire preserved 60s Coca-Cola kitchen, <gasps> diner red counters, fold-out table and all. Oh, and the entire attic. Uh, attic. My toes are curled. Attic has a capital A. I don't know if that was intentional, but that's how we feel about this. Attic. Attic. When I first moved in, I would just go through drawers and find grocery lists and notebooks. Oh, honey, I love you. Um, it says in parentheses, pork chops were always for dinner. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Old glass medicine bottles and such. Yes. My ex, my ex knew I loved history, so she would eventually let me explore the attic. Guys, she never threw away anything. I love her. There were magazines, puzzles. Uh, I took some original Disney kids puzzles and some magazines on Vietnam and sold and those some motherfuckers. Yeah, I bet need a little uh, books, old tins, stamp collections, Ugh. Boy Scout uniforms, Christmas what? decorations. It was crazy. The sad part is a lot of it was damaged from you guessed it. Squirrels, squirrels. <laughs> those dirty fucking squirrels. They sent her to the loony bin and then they ate everything. Those assholes. There's like, um, you know, like still there's like 
whatever baseball cards mm-hmm. the first baseball card ever made but a squirrel's like halfway through eating it like a cracker uh-huh. like what oh oh, oh. Wait, what do you mean this is worth 10 million dollars mm-hmm. the a babe ruth baseball that i'm eating <laughs> like a nut that i put into my cheeks like a okay ready uh-huh. um living in that house was like living in a preserved 1960s house so jealous mm-hmm. pink bathroom and all oh it was also very haunted. Good. My ex and I lived in the basement at the time, and it was part of the original schoolhouse. Mm. We would... Children um, laughing. Children laughing. Okay, ready? Oh Wait, my God, oh my God, we my God, would my God. hear movement of stairs, no. the main room of the schoolhouse, okay. when no one else was home all the time, and uh, we just grew to ignore it. I heard kids talking no. and saw white mists occasionally. Shock. Not... <laughs> Fucking chalk. Chalk. Um, <laughs> that's actually could totally, totally be what it is. You know, when like you bang two erasers together. Yeah. You have to clean the erasers because you were yeah. talking in class. Still ghosty as fuck. Yes. It's ghost chalk dust. Yeah. The Even scariest worse. kind. You're like, you can't get any allergy pill for that. No. And it will give you mesothelioma. Okay. <laughs> it's also mold. Uh, okay. Asbestos. Go ahead. Uh, also not scary because I just pretended I was seeing stuff. Then one day we got the shit scared out of us. Yes. She was in the shower and I was on the computer in the living room, a desktop with an old desk that you had to slide the keyboard out of. Mm-hmm. I was done with the computer and put the mouse and the keyboard back in the desk Mm-mm. and went to talk to her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I came out of the bathroom and the keyboard and the mouse were on top of the desk. Mm-mm. I shook it off, went downstairs to get dressed. Now downstairs was technically outside because you had to walk through a sun porch to get there. Uh-huh. And when I came back, my ex looked at me terrified and said, you weren't up here. I told her, no, I was getting dressed. She told me she heard me yell her name <gasps> while she was getting dressed in the bathroom. And it sounded like I was yelling through a fan. Clearly, I was downstairs. She turned white and we left for the day with all kinds of fuck that as we drove away. What does that mean? Yelling? Blah, 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 blah. Like, yes. Have you, you've never yelled into a fan? Of course I have. Luke, oh. I, I, I follow that. Yeah, I always do the um, the poltergeist. Mommy. Mommy. Oh, no. Okay. What did you mean by what does that mean? I just wanted to like, hear it, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mommy. Ooh. Uh, we lived there for six more months. It's always the story. <laughs> uh-huh. So you, so there you go. The oldest house in West Point, Virginia is haunted as fuck, haunted as fuck and full of abandoned artifacts. Your podcast has changed my life. Blah, blah, blah. SSTGM Jackie. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. Awesome. That was fun. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. This is called not one double homicide, but two double homicides in one story. Shit. Hello, Karen, Steven. Nope. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Steven, and assorted furry friends. First, I want to thank you for an awesome show in Kansas City. I had quite the adventure getting to your show. My boyfriend and I traveled from Tulsa, and we were at a coffee shop just down the street from the Midland before the show, when out of nowhere, I started feeling funny. According to my boyfriend, Jimmy, I said, I think I'm about to black out, then slumped forward. (gasps) He pushed me back to see my face. And I fell backward on the stool I was sitting on and hit my head against the wall. Oh, Jimmy. 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 Uh, don't move a corpse. Jimmy. Uh, he, he, okay. He pulled me back into his arms. And from that position, I vomited onto the floor in the super classy coffee shop. 
Poor Jimmy. The next thing I remember, I was in Jimmy's arms and I had a horrible taste in my mouth. My first coherent thought was, I can't miss the show. <laughs> we went to the bathroom to clean up and I began to have the worst pain in my abdomen I have ever had in my life. I was just about to give up and go to the hospital when suddenly the pain went away and I started to feel normal again. Just in time for the show. <laughs> It was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And I want to take a moment to publicly thank my fellow murderinos that were at the shop because there was a nice group of us who called 911 for me and helped keep an eye on me while all this was happening. Jesus Christ. Sorry if I scared you. Also, sorry to the coffee shop for the mess I made. Yeah. <laughs> then she says, okay, here's my hometown murder. Oh, that's a, it's not the story of Jimmy and the barf? No. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Back on Christmas morning, 1999, in Tyler, Texas, Stephen and Carla Barron were found murdered in their bed, each with a gunshot in the head. The murder weapon was found hidden in the laundry of the couple's 17-year-old daughter, Stephanie. It was published that she murdered them because they grounded her. While investigating this double homicide, police find that the weapon is tied to another crime that occurred back on October 24th. On that day, a burglar set a house on fire to cover his crime. The fire spread to a neighboring home where Shelley Haynes was sleeping with her three-year-old daughter, Hannah. Both became trapped and tragically died. The handgun that was used to murder the Barons was, the one, was one of the items stolen in the burglary, which was done by Stephanie's boyfriend, Denario Jones. Stephanie was a, or sorry, Shelly was a lovely woman, and I know this because she worked with my mother. My mother was devastated by the deaths, and to honor them, she picked the name Ping for her grandchildren to call her. Oh. Hannah couldn't say my mom's name, Penny. She always called her Ping. The two murders, the two murderers, Stephanie and Denario, were both found guilty of their crimes and have been put away for a very long time. Good riddance. The story is on an episode of Oxygen's Homicide for the Holidays. <laughs> Oh, my. Of course. God. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. The details of both these crimes is heartbreaking. Thanks again for a great live show and for your amazing podcast that it helps me in more ways than I can list here, especially since I'm trying to keep this short. Happy holidays to you guys <laughs> and all my fellow murderinos. SSDGM, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. That's intense. Lisa, I need you to make sure that your appendix hasn't burst. <laughs> yeah. Don't come. Well, don't come to our show next time you're fucking you pass out and hit your head. Hey, you know what? You'd like to think that that would work. But some people are just into it. Sure. They don't give a shit. Oh, honey. Um, that's amazing. Uh, I love the way that those shows have gotten. They are so specific now. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. It's like, mean? oh, I thought you meant our shows. Oh, Homicide for the Holidays. All of those ID Channel, Lifetime, oh all God. of all of their shows. They broke. So it was like Swamp Murders, Kin Murders. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Murder with a Mason Jar. Yes, it's all like it's, okay. <laughs> <sighs> Mur- it's, Murder with um what. Creepy, uh, creepy neighbor on the east murder. Yeah. Creepy neighbor headed west murder. It's just insane. <laughs> it's so specific. Second cousin murderers. <laughs> can, if you can believe it. Yeah. So I do love this one. So this su- subject line is no murder, but there is a head injury. Okay. Hi, people and animals. I just listened to your show about finding stuff in walls, and it reminded me of this story. In the late 80s, when I was about eight or nine, my parents bought an, uh, bought an old, built-in-the-1800s house in the small f- fishing village uh, my dad grew up in in Nova Scotia. Ooh, I'd love to go there. Mm-hmm. So we could spend summers there. 
Um, the previous owners had both died of old age, so most of their stuff was left in the house. Ooh, oh, I have a theme. One. I have a theme in mind. Most of the stuff was left in the house when we bought it. There were a lot of secret rooms <gasps> and an attic. Shit. <sighs> I remember finding a red leather notebook that had belonged to a school teacher. It was full of her lesson plans in the most intricate handwriting I've ever seen, dated 1897. What the fuck? All caps. Why did I not keep this? Why did you not keep that? <laughs> she did not keep it. Honey. Um, there were also tons of old pictures and books. Attached to the house was a giant barn that was so full of stuff that you couldn't walk through it. Oh, my God. There was no way anyone had been in there in years. Oh, I'm dying. Amazing. This is like, I have dreamed of yeah. things like this, where it's like, then you go through and then you're seeing things from your childhood oh. and you're seeing like... Oh, you want your own. I want anyone's. Oh, you just want some stuff. Well, yeah, that's fun, too, because then it's a surprise. But it's with your own shit. You're like, oh, my God, I was a genius. I no would, one ever knew. I would... I would consider, seriously consider murdering another person if I could just stand in yeah. my old room and oh, look at the toys that girl. we used to have. My thing is always like, okay, would you? How many years of your life would you give up? Like, let's say you're going to live to be 89. Like, okay, how many years of your life would you would you give up? Three years, so you die at yes. how many is that? Happily, so you die at 86. Did Great. I say 89? 86 to go do that? Yes. Okay. I mean, like happily because there's things in there that like I have one picture of me and my sister when I'm we're like you know probably five and six yeah. and it's the day at Christmas day we have Christmas chamas on and we are playing with the toys we got all at once mm -hmm. on the floor of mm -hmm. our room and it's the earliest version of our room so it's like yeah everything about it is the earliest version so it's the one that's the hardest to remember yeah. and I can see every like yeah remember that well, then why do you need to go back if you can see it well, I want to see, I want to be there in real life. But what, but what's the difference? Um, because I can't see everything. Yeah. And like, I want to, I don't know. I want to like Maybe look out the window and shit. The boring shit. I don't know. It's, there's like, remember that farm, it, a farmhouse uh -huh. that you open uh -huh. and then like those little plastic it's animals. Like, like a Fisher Price, but it's like Legos, but they were bigger. Yeah, it is. I think it is Fisher Price. Yeah. Those people yeah. that you stick in things. Yes. Like that's one of like 50 things on the shelf. Like mm -hmm. I want to go through those books yeah. and be like, oh my God, these are the books we used to read. Why am I, again, only talking about myself for nine hours. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to the giant barn okay. filled with strangers, Nova Scotian antiques. There we are. Here we are. The first day we pulled up to the house and spent our first summer there, there was this man who was about 40, walked by, oh, there, this man who was about 40 walked by, mm -hmm. <laughs> pointed to the barn and said, there's a Christmas tree in there. And he mm -hmm. kept walking. My father told me that he had had an ATV accident in his teens and he suffered brain damage. And now he just spent his days walking around the town nonstop. Day after day, he would walk by, point to the barn and say, there's a Christmas tree in there. <gasps> my parents oh my God. had decided to leave the barn until the next summer because it was going to be costly, uh, a costly thing. They had just spent all their money on the house. So the first day of the next summer, the man walks by and starts the Christmas tree nonsense again. This goes on and on until finally the day comes for the barn to come down. Without, okay. They had to disassemble it piece by piece from the outside. So people started to gather to see what was in there. <laughs> it was mostly junk. We kept a few pieces of antique furniture and some other things, but most of it was thrown away. Mm -mm. And as the junk pile started to dwindle, a two foot ceramic Christmas tree was sitting right in the middle. Oh my God. My dad picked it up and handed it to the guy Yay. who was in the crowd that had gathered. He took it, turned around and walked away. Oh. 
Emily. Never existed. That is the best. Oh my God, it's a Christmas miracle. It is like a barn Easter egg. Like, so basically what he remembered that from before he had a brain injury. Uh He saw it. Maybe he put it there. He walked into that barn. He just remembered it was there. And it was the most, it was like implanted in his brain. Yeah. And he wanted it, but he wasn't asking for it. But it was like from 30 years ago. Well, he took it. Sure. What if he was like, great, what do I do with this now? (laughs) This stupid thing. This fire hazard. He he just throws it over his shoulder. (laughs) Stupid. Oh my God. I like to think he hated it. (laughs) It makes me feel good to think he hated that present and the point of your story. (laughs) Let let me ruin your story. I love that. Let me make you feel bad. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a miracle. Hey, I'm Jewish. Fuck you. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. Is that what it is? Are you offended by the Christmas miracle? <laughs> no. Because you guys had a great oil-based miracle. We did have a great oil-based miracle. I mean, it's one of the top miracles. <laughs> People still talk about it. That shit lasted. How many days? Eight. Eight. All right. This I'm a Catholic who loves Jews. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit 
visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Christmas caroling, a youth group and death. Yes. And this is what you're going to love, Kara. This starts... Dear Frank, George, and everyone else. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. That's called ass kissing. This is called trolling. Cody. (laughs) This person's name is Cody. Hi, Cody. I fucking see you. Hi. Okay. Although the story is not a murder, it involves Christmas caroling, a youth group, and death. So I'm hoping this counts. It does. I made the mistake of telling the story to a group of my third graders who were planning <laughs> on caroling at a nursing or nursing home for Girl Scouts. After watching their reaction, I, number one, realized it was probably not an appropriate story for third graders. <laughs> number two, thought it might be more appropriate from, for a MFM minisode. Here goes. Yes. I was in eighth grade and I was involved in a church youth group in a small neighboring village of 200-ish people. This town was mostly full of elderly people who had lived there their entire life. So each Christmas, our youth group would walk through the town and sing carols to the shut-ins, as we called them, <laughs> in this rural Ohio town <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> shut-ins. That's so fucked up. It's very dramatic. This is like having no idea what old people do with it. Okay. Yeah, they just don't feel like going out anymore. They're sick of the bullshit. You'll get it one day, too, honey. (laughs) I'm there. I'm already there. They're like all 40. I'm I'm about to shut in. I'm I'm borderline starting to nail like big boards across my windows. I'm such a shut in. Anywho, we stopped at several houses, brightening everyone's Christmas by singing off-key while elderly people listened, shivering from their front porch. It was magical. We arrived at one particular house with a large picture window overlooking a wraparound porch. We all climbed up on the porch, rang the doorbell, and waited for the lady to open the door. After a second attempt at the doorbell, I looked into her window. I immediately saw she would not be answering the door anytime soon. She was sprawled on the floor, motionless. No. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I'm 37, and I can still see a beige phone sitting on the table by the door. The hands that was on the floor next to her as if she had tried to call for help. Uh. It felt like we stood there staring through her window for quite a while before our youth group leader called 911. We stood across the street and until the ambulance came, and we, all caps, 
watch them wheel her out in a body bag. <laughs> oh, no. This is horrible, but it's like, this is how murderinos are made. This is how, A, how murderinos are made, and then B, that this person told the story to a group of third graders of today is so hilarious. Sure. I didn't even think about it. It's so good. <laughs> She's amazing. They're all, wait, what? People die? Oh, what's a body bag, Mrs. <laughs> Cody? We decided we should walk back to the church, have some hot cocoa, and regroup, as you do after stumbling on a dead body. Yeah. After some deliberation, and I'm sure prayer, I roll, we decided these <laughs> shut-ins were counting on us, and we couldn't let one dead body ruin our Christmas spirit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Recharged, we walked to the next house and began to sing. No! Joel Hilder gentleman came out and whispered into my group leader's ear. She immediately told us to stop singing. The house we were at was the sister of the dead woman we had found, no. and she had just received the call that her sister had passed oh. just seconds before our caroling had started. Oh this is not real. This is such Cody, a... why are you a liar? Cody, this is the best movie you've this, ever made. This is a Sean... Sean's... Thomas Scott. What's that guy's name? Sean Connery. Bio yes, that's it. Biopic. Yep. There it is. <laughs> I'm sure this was, quote, God's way of telling us we should call it a night. Yeah. What a freaking holiday to remember. I hope you enjoyed this shit show of a story. <laughs> Your podcast gives me life. I listen to you through headphones to tune out all my three small children in the car. <laughs> <laughs> or during my planning time at work, so no one is concerned that there is a teacher on staff obsessed with murder and the F word. Can't wait to see you in February in Columbus. My husband has no idea what he's in for. Cody. Yes. Our new best friend. Cody. Cody. Everything. <laughs> All the time with you, Cody. Cody. Oh, shit. Wait, is Cody the one that started Frank, George, and everyone else? Uh-huh. Oh, Cody, yeah. you're up there. Listen, Cody, you're in the you're the uh, you're on the avenue of stars in terms of a mini a mini sud a hometown. You really are. This is like this is kind of like um, preserved home theme and also old people theme. Okay. So the subject here is the time my grandma got involved with the mob. Yay. Hello, everyone. This is the story about the time my grandma got involved with the mob. I love a restatement uh -huh. of the title. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Got it. And then it says sort of in parentheses. Last Christmas, when my grandma was visiting us, I asked her if she had a hometown murder, being that she grew up in Chicago and has lived 1,000 lives. Yay. Um, thank you for doing that. That's that's where you're going to get the good stuff. That is. If you're listening to this on Christmas right now, run downstairs Please. to your parents who you're fucking sick of. Yes. I bet your stepdad, you don't know a lot about him. <laughs> right? Like, you've never asked him questions because you don't like him that much. That's right. Rick, he's kind of boring. But right? but is he? But is or he? He's had two wives before, but you don't know a lot about them. Right. And and where did they go? Yeah, where he he talks about a brother, but you've never met his brother. I mean, all of these people, are, is there proof that they exist? Yeah. That they're alive and that he did not, with his hands, kill them? Or is his brother in prison? And that's why he talks about him in past tense. I mean, the, the possibilities with this stepfather that you have Rick. are endless. Yeah. Rick, with the mustache and the Wrangler jeans, God bless you this Christmas season. You're on notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
you're officially on notice um shit i lost my place got it okay here i am here we go i was totally i was in the wrong story we're with rick we're here with rick it's not a murder but it's so hilarious and so like my grandma to have this happen to her okay when my grandparents were newlyweds so maybe in the 50s or 40s i can't remember they took a cruise for their honeymoon while lounging by the pool my grandma started chatting with this woman about tanning beds and how great it would be to be able to tan in the comfort of your own home sales She's in sales. Again, in the 40s or 50s when they didn't know how dangerous the sun was. Their conversation continued until lunchtime hit. And when they parted ways, they decided to exchange room numbers to keep up their new friendship. Uh A few hours went by and my grandma had come across a magazine article that shared um, the potential dangers of tanning beds. So like a good person, she went to her new friend's room, article in hand, to share what she had learned. This totally sounds like something I would do. I'd be like, no, of course they want to hear about this right now. I'm interested, so they're going to be interested. Knock on a door. Just do it. Um, When she knocked on the door, a giant man in a suit Mm. answered and asked what her business was. (gasps) What's your business? After my... When when my grandma replied, I'm looking for, parentheses, tanning Mm -hmm. lady, um, she was pulled into the room. (gasps) There, she found multiple men in the same suits surrounding a serious-looking man sitting in a chair. Oh, my God. The man asked... What do you want with my wife? My grandma, scared out of her mind, replied, I was talking with her earlier about today about tanning beds, and I found this article about how dangerous they might be, and I wanted to let her know. The man was silent for a beat and then said, I very much appreciate you coming here to tell my oh. wife this. Thank you. And then one of the suited men, I, I did a no, good fellow's accent. Amazing. Thank yeah, you so you much. You brought me there. Thank you. It was a little, a little touch poly walnuts. One of the suited men then took the article from my grandma, <gasps> turned her around and nudged her out of the room. <laughs> he then said, you saw nothing in this room. All right. She nodded, confused oh and scared God. and ran off. When my grandpa found out what happened, he scolded her for not bringing him with her because of how dangerous the situation could have been when he said um something along the lines of don't you know you should never talk to people long story short <laughs> my grandma stayed polite and did not get murdered Yay. love it thanks for reading my grandma's story i wish i could have, it i wish i could have written it the way she told me M- me too god damn me uh. too i bet it was amazing i wish i could have written it the way she told it to me maybe when she visits this christmas i'll be able to get another story like this out of her yes and record it Okay, so here's the plan. This is from Kristen. It says, can't wait to see you in January. Much love from Las Vegas. Kristen, 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 record that, email it to Steven, say it in the subject line, and if your grandma can tell a story Uh, like we think she can... Yeah, then she can have this podcast. Then she inherits the podcast <laughs> like charlie bucket did from willy wonka that's right as long as she does the tour correctly and right. doesn't eat snozberries that taste like snozberries and we fly away now how long was this minisode nine days yeah like hanukkah wasn't <laughs> oh it's better than hanukkah is what you're saying i yes i absolutely was trying to one-up hanukkah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Be good. Be good. Uh, have a safe, uh, happy, safe New Year's yeah. Eve. Please safe and sane this New Year's. Yes. Tell uh, your stepfather we say hello. Tell Rick best condolences to him and his. The best condolences. The best of all condolences of the seasons. <gasps> yeah. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, you want to cook? Whoa. Elvis, you want to see Santa? Cookie.
Cookie Sam? Sam, cookie?